I'm Addie Everson, and this is the story behind our music. In 1959, three school buddies got together to jam and have a good time. Their names were John Fogarty, Stu Cook, and Doug Clifford, and John's older brother Tom joined the group, making it a foursome. The guys together called themselves the Blue Velvets, and later they become the Gollywogs, but you'll probably remember them by the name they adopted last, Credence Clearwater Revival. They were often referred to just as Credence or CCR, but any rock and roll fan knew exactly the group you would be referring to. In 1968, the guys quit their jobs or completed their duty to Uncle Sam, and the time was right to give this music thing a real shot. That shot hit the target. They released a cover of an old rockabilly song, Susie Q. And thanks to the band coming out in support of local disc jockeys during a recent strike in the Bay Area, their song was played by some of those same jocks. The song was a hit before it was even available on vinyl. The only copies were the tapes the band made for the radio. The following year, 1969, was an amazing year for CCR, starting with the release of their second album, Bayou Country. The brothers and friends that made up CCR were from San Francisco during the height of the hippie revolution and the summer of love, but were not into the psychedelic music that Jefferson Airplane and Grateful Dead were making popular. Their style sounded as if it was from the American South, maybe more like the Allman Brothers or the band. In fact, some of their lyrics included references to bayous, catfish, and the old Mississippi River. What is notable about one of their songs is that the song Proud Mary, a song about an old paddle wheel style riverboat, has been covered by more than a hundred singers and bands since it was released. And contrary to what some may believe, Proud Mary was not a song by Ike and Tina Turner covered by CCR but it was written by John Fogarty, performed by CCR, and then covered by Ike and Tina. Proud Mary and their next six singles would hit the top 40 on the charts. The band was touring, rehearsing, and living at a breakneck pace. In July of the same year, they performed at the Atlanta Pop Festival, and then in August, they played a little get-together at a dairy farm in Bethel, New York. It was called the Woodstock Music and Art Festival, and lasted three days and was attended by an estimated half a million music fans you might have heard of it. And I'm starting a series of Story Behind Our Musics dedicated to the artists who played there. But back to CCR. Don't look for the band's music in the original Woodstock film or soundtrack, as John Fogarty thought their performance was subpar and would not let it be included. Wow, what a year it was for them. Three top 10 albums, The Ed Sullivan Show, Woodstock, and touring around the country for almost the entire year. Some of the guys were getting tired. 1970 took off at the same pace, with a European tour on the schedule and another album in the works, and touring the US. Stu Cook said 1969 and 70 were really about three things, touring, recording, recovering. It was a pretty fast rocket ride. As exciting as it was, it always felt like we were pushing a rock up the hill. 1970 also brought Tom Fogarty's sudden departure late in the year. John's insistence on handling their financial affairs himself and his dictatorial leadership of their creative side, well, it all spelled trouble. By 1971, the band's record label and their questionable accounting was one of the final factors that led to the band's implosion. CCR had a bitter split in 1972, and then the feuds and legal battles between Fogarty on one side and Cook and Clifford on the other began. 
Cook says that that's why I prefer to think about the good times. In 1995, Stu Cook and Doug Clifford started getting together to play and decided to form a new band. They invited John Fogerty. He declined, and Tom Fogerty had died in 1990. So that just left the two of them. After winning a lawsuit, Fogerty tried to throw at them to block their name and music. They now tour as Credence Clearwater Revisited. the old hits alive for audiences from 8 to 80. The great news is that Credence Clearwater Revisited will be headlining the Mesquite Education Foundation Gala this year on February 23rd. If you would like to hear the old hits and enjoy an evening with CCR that benefits a great cause, then tickets are still available at mesquitefoundation.org. I'm Addie, and you can see more of my The Story Behind Our Music at thestorybehindourmusic.tumblr.com.